With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time that's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the sunny city of Angels. Hope you are having a spectacular day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers Insurance. Don't miss the Farmers Insurance Open happening next week at Torrey Pines in San Diego. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Um, th- there's an article by Robert Mays in The Ringer, and it says the incalculable legacy of Aaron Rodgers. And it begins five years ago. When D- David Bakhtiari remembers being on the road in Seattle, wild card weekend. And uh, 
they had a they had a chance. Excuse me, it's a uh, wild NFC cha- it was NFC Championship weekend. This was after the Diz De- did Des catch it game, right? And it, while it should be pointed out, the Cowboys could have and maybe should have taken the lead on a Des Bryant catch. There was plenty of time for Aaron Rodgers to lead the Packers back for a game-winning touchdown. Nonetheless, the Packers won. They go to Seattle, and Aaron Rodgers was playing on a on a blown-out calf. If you remember, it was a very, very mundane and tame offensive game plan, which Rodgers executed to a T. Um, and, you know, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing how well he played, considered how he was injured. And if you remember, the Seahawks came back and scored on a couple of miracle plays, then had an onside kick that was muffed by, by uh, Brian Bostick. Excuse me, Brandon Bostick. And the Seahawks scored again and end up winning the game. And that's the game in which the, the following Super Bowl, which was two weeks later against the Patriots, the Seahawks were driving down the field, should have or could have given it to Marshawn Lynch instead through the football, and Malcolm Butler intercepts the touchdown. That was that was the second Seahawks Super Bowl, the first Seahawks loss, but could have been another Super Bowl for the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't even healthy. Bakhtiari says he does things that are just out of this world. From 2011 to 2014, Aaron Rodgers completed 67% of his passes, 9.4 adjusted yards per attempt, threw 34.8 touchdowns per season. The fact the Packers finished number one in football outsiders offensive DVOA twice in 2011 and 2014. In both years, Rodgers named the MVP. They did have a 37-20 divisional round loss in 2011. That was the year in which Aaron Rodgers' team was 15-1. and Colin Kaepernick, of course, ended two Packers runs because of his brilliance. It's been pointed out time and again how many times Aaron Rodgers, in his seven losses as a quarterback, seven losses in the playoffs as a quarterback, has either left the field with the game tied or having the lead, only to have his defense let him down. And on the other three years, the defense surrendered more than 35 points. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers hasn't been at least partially responsible for some of the playoff losses. And he has been banged up, whether it's the calf or the collarbone that limited him in two different seasons. What I'm saying is, this guy's an unbelievable talent. And if you want to use QBR as uh, who did yesterday? RJ Bell did yesterday. You want to use QBR? That's fine. QBR is a stat which um, can determine by some people's use of it as a metric how good somebody is. When Aaron Rodgers has been healthy, they've been in the playoffs with the exception of one year. He missed the first four years of his career. One of those years, they went to the NFC Championship game only to have Brett Favre struggle to get loose and lose in overtime to the Packers, ultimately won the Super Bowl. But to lose four years hurts his gross stats. His previous coach was fired because they depended on his brilliance too much. His current coach has decided in his mid-30s, 
let Aaron Rodgers win it for you, but let's not lose it for him on the way to letting Aaron Rodgers win it. They won their division, won a home game, play on the road against the 49ers, and somehow it feels like this weekend is going to define exactly who and how good Aaron Rodgers is. They're a seven and a half point dog. They have one legit star wide receiver. Aaron Jones has become a very good back, but most of that is not just because of scheme, but also because he has Aaron Rodgers, who you have to ultimately respect. Somehow we'll make this, this game either a championship or an indictment of Aaron Rodgers, and nothing by my estimation could be further from the truth. Y- you might not like him. He-, he has a quality to him, a confidence to him, which could be considered an unlikable way in which at times he can come off. I'm not disputing that. You may have a quarterback that you like better, whether it's Russell Wilson or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Pat Mahomes now. But what you can't do is deny the overall career of absolute brilliance. And when you watched last weekend, though the numbers weren't 500 yards passing, He got the Packers a lead. He didn't turn the football over. And when they needed him to to, to end the game by getting first downs, they did so throwing the football. So many other teams would just run it because they don't trust their quarterback. And he proved himself to be ultimately trustworthy with absolute lasers, three of them, in fact, on his last drive to seal the deal so that Russell Wilson couldn't get the ball back. Like, look, you can tell me that I'm a Rogers sycophant that I'm sucking up to him that because I hung out with him once and have his cell phone number, somehow I'm in the bag for Rogers. No, I'm not. I'm not telling you he's perfect. Tom Brady's more accomplished. Peyton Manning threw an uglier ball, but won a ton of games and won more Super Bowls. John Elway probably doesn't get his due because by the time he won his Super Bowls, he was well past his prime. Brett Favre, because the numbers are turnovers now, people seem to forget the absolute outright brilliance of Favre. And I feel like somewhere between Elway and Favre is where Aaron Rodgers is headed unless they get to and win a Super Bowl. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be about ultimately how his team wins. Remember, Favre only won a Super Bowl when he had Reggie White, who's one of the most dominating defensive players in the history of the sport. So we, we, we wonder, and, and this is not a football problem. This is a, this is a we problem. This is an us problem. You know, yesterday we talked about the societal problem with baseball. You know, how it mirrors baseball. Where when Mike Fires, you know, goes on the record, uses his name, and he says, hey, the Houston Astros, they were cheating, and here's how. You know, we use terms like whistleblower, fink, rat, snitch. When Mike Fires was not any, was not a perpetrator of any of these alleged crimes, was not. Did he benefit from it? Sure, but was he somebody who perpetrated? No, and and he didn't do the. How many times do we criticize people for not putting their name? Next to their quote, anonymous source. What's an anonymous source? You can say anything. So Mike Fires like, all right, fine. Here's my. So we crush Mike Fires because he's the one who told you what his teammates were doing when he was in Houston. 
This is a sports problem, what we're addressing with Aaron Rodgers. You want stats to back up what you've been told is brilliance. And you think, hey, just the winning and losing, Trent Dilfer won one. Right? Like, you can go back and say, Tim Tebow had won. Tim Tebow won a playoff game. Right? We can go back and the, the difference is you have 10 years of dominance, 10 years of success, 10 years of a guy getting his team to the playoffs in a, in a division where the Vikings, the Lions, and the Bears have each had different times in which they have a ton of talent on their roster. None of them have had him. You know, and that's probably why he's won the division so many times. How many times, how many Hall of Famers or even all pros has he actually played with on offense? And how good has his defense been? It's been bad. You don't have to look it up. But I don't blame players for going after stats, for doing the Matt Stafford, for, you know, for Lamar Jackson. Like, look, if you want to go with stats, Lamar Jackson played great last week. Statistically, he played great. Couple turnovers, but man, he wasn't the problem. You watch the game, and he was tight early. Couple turnovers early, and that was really that. All those other numbers don't matter. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won two MVPs. Right? He's played hurt. They're the number two seed with a rookie head coach who has only called plays for one year in his own right. And the organization's gone through massive change within the past two years. And people are like, well, why isn't your QBR higher? Why are you playing so conservatively? None of that matters. What matters to Aaron Rodgers is what we said all year. Can you get me close Sunday so that I can put you over the hump? Can you get me close enough and then I can win you a game? You can do that. I win you a game. If he had the highest QBR possible and lost, or if he's Dak Prescott, right? If you go by QBR, Dak Prescott was the better quarterback this year. But he's not. His team could not beat a good team. The good teams they lost to, the bad teams he loaded up on stats against. Doesn't mean that Dak Prescott stinks, but please don't start with the QBR and Dak Prescott is somehow better than Aaron Rodgers. He's not. Nobody thinks he is. Rodgers still good enough, has plenty in the tank. May not be as athletic as he used to be, but still really athletic. May not be as great in terms of arm strength as he used to be, but still great arm. And he's always going to be accurate. You know, what you don't like about him is probably some body language, throwing the ball away when you think that's a guy throwing a fit, right? You think that's a guy he doesn't like it, so he throws it away to somehow protect his quarterback, his TD to interception ratio. Or maybe the guy who sat over there for four years and watched Brett Favre play for both teams because he'd throw touchdowns, but he'd throw picks, and he probably said to himself, I don't want to be the cause of us losing. I want to be the reason we win. And the best way to do that is, if you see something you don't like, just throw the ball away and live to play another day. I love that this article came out today. I love it. It gives us actual context to why I've been telling you that Rodgers has been the best quarterback in the league for the past 10 years or so. Brady's accomplished more. Manning has seasons where he put up bigger numbers. Mahomes is probably better and more talented now, although I'd point out that if you gave 
Aaron Rodgers, Tyreek Hill, and Sammy Watkins, and Travis Kelsey. And that system, I think he'd be pretty good in his own right. Don't, don't you? So, I, this, this weekend will somehow be a referendum on Rodgers, will be a referendum on Andy Reid, and I'm here to tell you that, one, Andy Reid is terrific, although he's had some, some collapses in the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers is still the best I've ever seen play the position for the last decade or so, regardless of what the current stats will tell you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Pat Mahomes, MVP last year, 50 touchdowns, right? 12 interceptions, 50, 20, played all 16 games last year. Is he better or worse than he was last season? Common logic tells you he's probably better. Um, if you if you look at this year, okay, you look at this year, Pat Mahomes threw one interception, only one, right? Um, I mean, it's kind of remarkable if you kind of get down to it. One interception since he returned from uh, from injury. That's that's craziness, absolute, utter, and sheer craziness. Excuse me, I, that, that, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the stats the wrong way. He actually threw more than that. Um, Mahomes is interesting because because they lost last year to the Patriots. Because he got hurt this year, because of what Lamar Jackson did this year, somehow 26 touchdowns and five interceptions, the 4,000 yards, even though he only played really 13 and a half games, 13 and a half games, and, you know, they didn't put him in a ton of harm's way in the last game of the year either when he played against the Chargers. But he got hurt in that Denver game early on in a sneak, and he was playing perfect football. 10 of 11, 76 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Hurts his knee, misses essentially a month. A month. Comes back, first game back. They did lose to Tennessee. And by the way, Tennessee did put up 35 on the board against them. So to people who think that this game is going to be a complete mismatch, I would only tell you that Ryan Tannehill played in that game Threw for 181, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry played in that game, rushed for 188. It was in Tennessee. Um, but what I what I love about the Mahomes story is that is that they lost last year. You know, his first year in the league, they were really good. He plays only week 17. You're like, man, this could be something special. They trade away Alex Smith and he wins the MVP. It would have been probably a little bit too easy if he went to the Super Bowl and won it right away, wouldn't it? So instead, and he didn't play great against the Patriots. He didn't play great at times in the playoffs, turn the football over too much. There is a little of Favre in him where he will force some things and try some things that because he has freak arm talent, he can many times get away with. But this is interesting. It's like the, we do this often with quarterbacks. I remember Eli Manning said this once. He's like, look, I haven't won a Super Bowl in a couple of years, but do you not think I'm a better quarterback now in terms of my football IQ than I was when I won it? I've seen more things. I've played more places. I've tried more things. This cat threw for 4,000 yards in, you know, not playing really 13 out of the 16 games in the year. That's crazy. That's almost a lock to throw for 5,000 if he plays all 16. Or close to. At 26 touchdowns, pro rates out to about 30 touchdowns. 
And with teams trying to slow them down, shorten the game, keep him off the field, uh, I think you can see why some of those touchdown numbers, the overall volume of snaps is a little bit down. He threw the ball 100 less times this year than he did last year. Um, and I think what's interesting is he's going up against an elite defense. Titans allowed 14 to the Texans, who rested their starters. That was in the last game of the season on the road. 13 points to the Patriots. Patriots aren't great, but also on the road. 12 points to the Ravens. Most explosive offense in football on the road. Only gave up 12 points. Just in the playoffs, they have three interceptions in two games, two fumble recoveries, 11.5 tackles for loss, and four sacks. While while the Titans won't overwhelm you with their scoring, while they're not going to wow you with their flash, they're a really good football team. If if that defense doesn't have to play nearly as many snaps as other defenses because they're shortening the game, they can get after the quarterback, be more aggressive, and be more effective. That's the whole game plan to it. So the Ravens have done. That's what teams that run the football have done for years. But I'm fascinated by Mahomes and how he'll be viewed after this game. I feel like the narrative for two weeks is going to be the torch has been passed. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And maybe the torch was already passed last year, but we needed him to to beat Brady. And he didn't do it. They didn't do it. Now, obviously, it won't be the same if he beats a Tannehill. But if two years in a row he gets the game and this year he takes the next step against a defense that everybody respects, I think the torch will be passed, that he'll be the guy. He's not already the guy. That's how good this kid is. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to John Middlecoff, who joins us. Three and Out is, in fact, the, the, the podcast. You live in Northern California. What are the lessons that we can learn from the building of this 49ers roster? Uh, I think their, their core guys are just football guys. And in a day and age, I mean, we saw this week with the Odell stuff, you know, it's easy in the NFL. You get so famous and, and it's, you just fall into the traps, kind of like you were talking with Kyrie. Uh, now, granted, Kyrie's won, but he acts, you know, just nonstop. Just like, come on, bro. And a lot of guys in the NFL can just do that too because it's basketball like football and probably even a little more in football is just so team-oriented. you got to do exactly what you're told, and it can wear on guys. And I think that they, their belief in the locker room and their cohesion is just it's really special. Now, they have a lot of talent, and they've drafted well, but I'm telling you, like they, they are really, really a close team, and if you watch the way they play, it's like they're kind of all in it together. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but – I had a guy in the NFL tell me this year, he'd been in the NFL for like 30 years, and he's like, I've never felt more confident in terms of the type guys you need in your locker room to win in this league. You used to be able to get by when the money was a little lower and there was less of a spotlight, right, in the 80s or the 90s with some, some quote-unquote turds. Uh, it, it's much, much more difficult now just given the spotlight and given – just how famous these guys are, it can fracture fast. And I, I think the Niners have just had a special bond. They they had it last year. It's just Jimmy got hurt. And this year they've kept the quarterback and they've just been rolling. Yeah, I, I also think, is it fair to say that, that 
ownership sticking with, you know, sticking with the long-term plan and not freaking out over last year? Yeah, I think it was easy kind of last year, though, because of Jimmy got hurt. Plus, I mean, they had gone through so many coaches. The, the John and Kyle had such long-term deals. They were going to be safe for like four years. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, they, they definitely believed. The one thing when you work for Jed, and even when everything happened with Harbaugh, his, that problem was just Balky and Harbaugh hated each other. It's, Jed has no – like, he doesn't tell anyone to do anything football-wise. It's really a great organization to work for if you're like Kyle or even Balky or Harbaugh. Like, you get to do it all. He just, you just got to get along with whoever you're working with, and you have the keys to, I don't know, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but one of the best franchises in the league. Definitely one of the more popular ones in terms of quantities of fans and history, and it's, it's a pretty good gig. And I, I think Kyle, you know, it was kind of like one of those jobs in college. It was always like in Clemson football, and I'm sure there are examples in college basketball too where you go, if you could ever get this thing right, watch out. Right. And I think Kyle, having been here, because his dad was here with like Steve Young and Jerry Rice, kind of knew. Uh, and you just had to figure out, like, will Jed stick with me? And then once he got that six-year deal, I mean, what's, he, he, was, he understood that he was in this for the long haul. And it turns out he's a special coach too. Why hasn't the defense been as good as it was early in the year? Well, I just think they've missed guys. You know, I, I think that first half of the season, their defensive line is unblockable because when you have the two Oregon guys inside that both look like NBA players, but they're 300 pounds in Buckner and Armstead, then you got Bosa, who's one of the best rookies we've ever seen, to go along with D Ford, who is just an elite speed rusher. They're just unblockable. And then as the game goes on, you can kind of mix and match that group with your backups, you know, kind of like, you know, putting Steph with the twos. Like, good luck. I mean, those guys. You know, as you get tired, they start coming at you, and they brought Quan Alexander back last week, and Kwaski Tart, who is probably one of the more underrated players in the league, came back against Minnesota, and you just, they are just, the other thing they have is they're really, really physical, so when they play a running team, it's really hard to score. You can throw on them a little bit, just because, you know, even their safeties aren't great cover guys, you don't have to throw it Richard, you can just throw it the other side, and that's where they're susceptible, and like, you know, Drew Brees took advantage, but if your game is running, like Minnesota, even like Green Bay. I mean, they, they like running Aaron Jones. Good luck because all it's rare, great defenses. You're usually a couple weak links. You know, it's usually DBs that don't want to tackle. That is not the case. I mean, Richard's one of the greatest tackling corners ever. All their safeties hit, their line crushes, and then their linebackers all crush too. So they're just, they're very, very physical. Um, there's a lot of discussion about Aaron Rodgers because the numbers weren't great this year. How well do you think Aaron Rodgers has been playing? I talked to a buddy in the league that knows him really well and scouts that team very, very closely, and he thought it gets overhyped, that he's like over the hill. He said the big issue, and I agree with this, is early on in his career when he just took off like a rocket ship, remember how good their wide receivers were? Mm-hmm. You know, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, then they draft Jordy, and then a couple years later they get Randall Cobb, and then they get Devontae kind of at the tail end of those guys. It was like they had three or four deep. Now they really got Devontae and a bunch of other kind of guys. And I, I, I know this, when the game's on the line, Aaron's still clutch. I mean, you saw last week he can make the throws. Unlike in years past, they're not going to be in some of these super high-scoring games because they can't score like that. So they have to kind of depend on the running game. And the other thing that my guys in the NFL say that I've kind of questioned, like, what does LaFleur really do? And the one thing I've been told is, unlike McCarthy, He's very, very committed to the run. And it's, maybe it's the Shanahan, you know, working for the Shanahans all those years, but understands the impact of it. And it's kind of the way their team's built. 
So they're just, to me, much more balanced than they've ever been of all his good teams. Now, are they as good as some of the, like, 2010, 2011, 2012, 13? Maybe not. But I do think they, they know exactly what their identity is. And that clearly has helped because it might not have been pretty, but fourteen and three is fourteen and three. Yeah, no question. And then and then he showed that he still has he still has the cannon, you know, when when needed. One hundred percent. Um last time they were dominated in, in, in Santa Clara. What happens this time? You know, typically the game doesn't look the same twice. I, I think there was an example maybe four or five years ago when it happened to Green Bay. They got blown out by Arizona. I think it was like week 16, and then they played them in the second round in Arizona, and it was tight. It went to overtime. Now, granted, it was the game that Rodgers hit the deep bomb, uh, I think from like the 50-yard line, but it just usually looks a lot closer. These coaches know each other really, really well. I mean, LaFleur was Robert Sala's best man in his wedding. Kyle Shanahan hired LaFleur because Robert Sala – you know, brought him to his attention like 2008 in Houston. These guys are all really tight. LaFleur's been with him to multiple places. LaFleur's brother's on Kyle's staff. These guys are all, it's be like you and your closest friends just happen to be going up against each other in the NFC Championship game. Now, can that lead to overthinking? Maybe a little bit, but I, I just do expect this game to be closer. Now, maybe the Niners end up winning by double digits, but I'll be a little shocked. Like, I'm, I watched the game back couple of days ago and it was 20 nothing and a half and it felt like 50 to nothing it's right like god green bay's done and then they hit kittle on a bomb and it's like 30 to nothing you're like this game's over it was it was a joke i how often do we see that at this time of year it happened a couple of years ago philly did it to minnesota but to me it's really these games are typically like relatively close it's the nfc championship game right so it, it should be i i hope it is for entertainment standpoint but the niners are the better team i think the line is right but i i, I do think it helps in both these games, that these teams have seen each other before. And not like week one, I mean week 10 and week 12. So there is some, there is a game plan within their memory not that long ago. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of John Middlecoff. Three and Out is the podcast. Well, let's, let's go to the AFC. Titans beat them last time around. Is at their place? And they scored 35 points against them. Um, obviously, the game plan the first two weeks has been to shorten the game, run the football with Derrick Henry. Uh, what do you think the Titans' chances are of beating Tennessee twice? Uh, beating Kansas City twice? Well, they, they, don't they feel like a uh, a team in the NCAA tournament that's just scalding hot? Yep. And you're just like, you know, it's hard to bet against them. And they got this Derrick Henry guy that's shattering these records. And then you look back at the box score. I watched the game back, and he was just—I didn't realize he had a huge game against them that in that game in Week Ten. Now the score was twenty-nine to twenty early on in the fourth quarter. Like, the Chiefs were right on the fence where sometimes they just throw that final Mike Tyson haymaker and the, end, the final score ends up being like 40-20, to 20, and they couldn't do it. And then they ended up coming back. But I, the Titans' defensive, definitely their corners are never great, and they can be thrown on. And what do the Chiefs do better than anyone? They throw. What do the Chiefs don't care about doing? Running the ball. And if you can stop the run the last couple weeks, it gave them a chance. Well, it doesn't matter against Kansas City. I'm a biased. I'm an Andy guy. I, you know, I, I, I'm rooting for them. But I also just think they're hosting the AFC Championship game. They're the better team. They've been here just longer. They've been really good for a long time. They have the better quarterback. I think Mike Vrabel's got a chance to be a big-time coach in the league for a long time. I just I think it comes to an end Sunday, and, and the Chiefs go to their first Super Bowl in the modern era. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, and and I think would would you be okay saying Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league with a with a good performance this weekend? 
Yeah, I think there are three guys. I think Rodgers, Mahomes, and Russell on any given day when they're super locked in are just in a different category right now than everyone else when uh, it comes to throwing the football. What 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 are you here? What do you what do the Patriots do? They just bring him back and run it back again and try and get better well, players on him. But what if he leaves? Where you is know? he going mean, to go? Is he going to go? I mean, the I just like the Chargers have a first time play caller. I just I get that they have weapons. They're also to the Chargers, right? That's. I know Kyrie went to the Nets and Kawhi went to the Clippers. But Brady's brand's on a different level for sure. Okay. I, I mean, does that, where it, else would he go? Well, Vegas? Well, yeah, that, that, that's where you keep getting back to. Now, the jo- with Josh Dang, that clearly helps. You know, the Raiders could offer just a substantial amount of money and make him think, but is he really going to go to the Raiders You know, in Vegas? It, you know, his whole life's been about not a money grab. And, yeah, he's taken less, but he's accumulated so much money. His family has so much money. So he's going to, just because they'll offer $20 million, But what if, he's a human. So what if Mike Mayock goes, okay, Tom, I'll give you two years, $70 million, so like 35 a year, fully guaranteed. Well, if you're a human, you've done it. We've all done it. You just go, okay, Bill, here's what I got on the table. I just want you to match. <laughs> I don't want to go. What does Bill say? I don't know. Well, now if it's I don't think I don't think I don't think they want a bunch of years. I think they'll pay him for a year. They'll do a Jordan type of contract, maybe. But what if someone gives them the two-year option? Because I think we all know if it's one hundred percent Bill's choice, I think he'd let him go. But we know it's this is a little bigger than just the head coach, Mm -hmm. even if it is Belichick. Mm -hmm. If you're Robert Kraft, because Tom actually I thought looked pretty good in that final game. Was the the offensive pieces were awful. can you let him go somewhere else? And you say in the history of sports, yeah. I mean, it, it always happens. But I'd say Tom, you know, when Michael got to the Wizards, I don't, I don't view Tom quite like that. But he is going to be 43 years old. Yeah, I mean, doing the math, right? I mean, people forget Jordan retired, went away, was running the Wizards, and then it's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a, little a little, di- different. little different than Johnny Unitas uh, or Joe Montana. Willie Mays, the Mets, right? Yeah, yeah, a, a, little, a little different. Um, okay, uh, how, uh, Joe Brady goes to the Panthers. Does that mean the end for Cam? Uh, no. I, I mean, I, I think that I'd be a little shocked. Like, who are they replacing him with? Are they going to like sign Andy Dalton, or would they sign Philip Rivers? Because he, he, Cam actually doesn't make that much money. If you're Matt Rule, remember Chip Kelly's first year in Philly? He just kept Michael Vick. Like, it's not crazy just to keep him for another year and just see what you got. Uh, unless you have a better option, and really what is there 100% a better option, unless you just want to run a specific scheme, which I just saw some, I didn't watch the press conference, but I saw Brady say he's not tied to a scheme. Like he'd be, he'll be open to whatever, like whatever their strengths of their players are. Classic thing all coaches say. I think the bigger question mark, though, Doug, is I, Joe Brady sounds like a cool guy, sounds like a high-level guy, coaches like him. He didn't, text, like if you watch that national championship game, it was the older guy calling the plays in. And if you read about it, he calls plays here and there when Emzinger kind of gave him the green light. But yeah. Emzinger was the play caller. So this is not, you know, Kyle Shanahan coming from Atlanta. Or no, no, no. He th- I, and I, It's I, a pretty big stretch for this guy. No, I mean, the guy was... Quality I, control guy a year ago. It, it's really... I mean, it's like he popped in the room and figured out the scheme and then he was like, hey, here's what they're doing. They're like, all right, we'll let the adults kind of handle it. I think it's fa- it's going to be interesting to see if he knows what the hell he's doing. Well, and then you look, it, it was unarguable by the end of that national championship game. You went, well, he has the number one overall quarterback yep. 
who, you know, yeah, he was a flawed guy before he got there, but he was still at Ohio State and then transferred to LSU. Yep. He's got two first-round wide receivers that are just ballers. Yep. His running back is going to start one day in the NFL, and they got random other weapons like Randy Moss's kid, who's like their fifth option, who will probably be like a fifth-rounder. So it's, it wasn't the, uh, the hardest offense to scheme with, right? I mean, it was, there was a lot there to work with. Uh, so you have no, you have no, uh, no hesitation on Burrow? I mean, you always have hesitation with you know quarterbacks, just the nature of it. But he was he was pretty special. My, my red flag would be not the one year wonder or any of that stuff. It would be your typical when you're at a program that good. How good were I mean? It's the it, I thought Jordan Jefferson was like this future star. It turns out he's not even the best wide receiver on his own team. The number one guy is, and then I was like, oh, well, is he going to go in the top ten? No, he's actually a sophomore, and that team was just beyond stacked. That that would be my question, like. Are his wide receivers at Cincinnati next year as good as the LSU? Probably not. So, and who's coaching them? You know, what do they do a good enough job of building around them? Because you got to say, well, they did for Andy Dalton. They surrounded him with a lot of talent. AJ Green is prime. Eifert, all the Giovanni Bernard, the running backs, Hugh Jackson, and they had Jay Gruden. Like they had good coaches around them, good offensive coaches. Can the Bengals do that this time for Joe Brady? Because he is a really, really good prospect now. But I, I don't think he's like some perfect prospect. But but he's a he's a good prospect. You you can't th- those numbers and just the way it looked are kind of undeniable of just some of his physical attributes. Like you know just physically, right? He's more gifted than like Baker, just athletically, yep. size wise. So you'd go you you take your shot on it for sure. Uh, last thing, fifteen seconds. You I, let me even put you down. You have Niners and Chiefs, uh, Chiefs correct? Yeah, All right, taking the favorites. Is that, is that what you got? Yeah, I I think I think Green Bay keeps it close, uh, and uh, I'm I'm not sure that Tennessee doesn't doesn't keep it close. I do think both the favorites win. It w- it would be one of the biggest moments in Rogers' career. I mean, this would be a massive upset yes. in San Francisco. The yes. storyline it, it'd be a big big uh, resume check for him. Yeah, I I I do think they keep it keep it close. I I do think there's a talent mismatch, but I think there's a way in which you can navigate that. Uh, I'll be fascinated to see how Jimmy G plays. If they can get they can get a lead and get that pass rush going because obviously that was a huge factor last last weekend. He'll, he'll throw it to you. Yeah, he, he will. <laughs> you just, All, yeah, he never. He better be ready to catch it. John Middlecoff, three and out is the podcast and the Herd Podcast Network. Great stuff, John. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Later, man. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.